you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the Beardcast, um, as we're making our way through uh, the book of Genesis, we have stopped at chapter four and are going to look at that um, classic story of Cain and Abel. And so, Zach, I'm going to let you unpack that and um, get us started here. Yeah, certainly. So so Cain and Abel is one of those stories that, um, I don't know, I find it fascinating, the children's Sunday school stories that we make into coloring sheets. And it feels like this is always one of those. And it is not a child-friendly story. Um, But I feel like most of us or or people who are aware of who Cain and Abel are, we kind of know the gist of the story. And that's about all we know. We know that uh, Adam and Eve, they have these kids, um, Cain and Abel. Abel is a shepherd. Cain is a farmer, essentially. And and those are the tasks they've been uh, called to be stewards of, you know, shepherding sheep, uh, tilling the land and caring for it in that way. And and in return, uh, Cain and Abel both go and and present offerings to God. Uh, Abel's offering is seen uh, pleasing to God. Cain's not so much. And we just kind of gloss over that. And then uh, it makes Cain angry. And he goes and he kills his brother. And uh, you get the um, <laughs> you get the beautiful response from Cain of uh, talking to God, God asking, "Where's your brother Abel?" And Cain says, "I don't know. I'm not my brother's guardian. Not my job, essentially, right? And so Cain and God have this long com- or not long, this really short conversation of basically, what did you do? You killed your brother? Okay, now this is what happens. You're exiled or you're leaving this place. You'll become a nomad. Um, The land that you have been um, entrusted to, right, called to to be a good steward of will no longer uh, produce anything for you. You'll move from place to place. Your family will be, uh, your descendants will be in in the same shape too. And it just kind of snowballs from there. But I think what we don't, that, that's the gist of the story, right? And, and as Matt and I were getting uh, kind of our thoughts together on this, we, we really, really landed on, we don't talk a whole lot about what's happening here. We talk about the relationship between Cain and Abel, and maybe a little bit about uh, Cain and God going out, but there's so, so much more here. And so I'll, I'll let Matt unpack a little bit of that, that part of it. So you're right. The deep dive on this, um, I mean, we probably could have still been talking about it, just what we were unpacking Mm -hmm. uh, for hours, because we just, it seemed like it it was definitely like an onion and it has many layers and and this uh, has such. And, uh, um, you know, I kind of want to, I want to start with that, that kind of the opening idea of it with um, the story is that, you know, the, you know, that where they come from matters and that, you know, they're both children of Adam and Eve. And so, 
you know, here we are fresh off of um, the creation story into this story. And, and, and by this time, Adam and Eve have been, re- remember that by this time, Adam and Eve have been exiled out of um, the promised land because of um, their um, ill-advised decision um, not to follow the, the command of God. And, and here we are, we're back in this again. And so I see this again, is that like, here we are, we have, you have this opportunity to do what, you know, God requires of you um, to do. And um, the response of it is not a healthy response. And, and we see um, uh, that this offering that was offered wasn't satisfying to God. And I think as you know, Zach and I kind of, when we unpack this, it had everything to do with more of an attitude of stewardship, of, of being thankful for God, what God has blessed them with and, and sharing that um, fullness versus just looking at what Abel gave and be like, you know, yeah, this is good. We're, you know, uh, he gave this, no, I'll give this no big deal. And then when God questions them on it, instead of saying, okay, what can I do to make this better? He gets resentful and angry. And those are two things that never go well. Um, think about it when you have children uh, or around people and um, the response of how you are trying to get them to, um, you know, um, do the right thing matters. You know, if they're graceful and they, you know, you want to work your way from them, if they're angry and hateful, uh, it becomes a little bit, uh, a little bit of a struggle. And, and, and I think in this story, I think there's some things that we can, um, at least especially in this first chunk here, um, we break it down and see that there's some of us in this, you know, are, are asking ourselves, are we thankful for what God gives us? How are we, how do we respond to the gift that God gives us? Um, and then as we move into, you know, the, the adjustment, how Cain responds, <laughs> Cain obviously does not respond very well to Abel, his brother, um, by murdering him and then um, stuff ensues. And so, uh, you know, so Zach, as, as you kind of unpack that first little section there, what, what stirs up within you? Well, and I think, I think that's what it is. We, we, you know, we run through this so quickly, whether it's, it's here on the podcast or as, you know, Sunday school with kids or even, uh, even in sermons, right? We don't often, I, I don't know that I, more often than not, I hear this story of Cain and Abel in the context of uh, don't be like Cain uh, and not, mm-hmm. not in the sense of don't be like Cain and, and offer things and be resentful about it, but don't be like Cain and go kill your brother, right? Uh, make sure you have uh, a good, healthy relationship with your literal brothers and then, you know, your neighbors, the brothers and, and sisters and siblings that surround you, right? That's almost every time it seems like this is uh, talked about. That's what it is. It's the relationship between people. And yet there's so much more and it's so much deeper in the relationship that, that people that we have with God and, you know, Cain's whole thing here is, uh, you know, he's disappointed that God didn't like his offering and we're not told what the offering is. We're told what Abel's is. And he takes his oldest, uh, his flock's oldest offspring with their fat and gives it to God. You know, he gives the best to God, right? Uh, Cain, not so much. And and we don't know what it is, but what it does say is Cain and his, um, uh, Cain became very angry and looked resentful. And God has this, has the question, why are you angry? Why do you look so resentful? And so we see, I, we hear a lot about Old Testament, angry, spiteful God. And yet you see a lot of grace here. Why are you mad? Why do you look resentful? Is it, you know, is what you did okay? 
right? It, in this, this moment where God's trying to walk Cain to that place of, oh, I, I gave with this resentful heart and I didn't give uh, from the best. And, and so here's what I do um, to fix that. Yet Cain takes us the other way and he's like, hey, Abel, let's go to the field and, and kills him. Right. <laughs> I always think of it, and, and Zach, you, you have brothers, so you know this too. Yes. Hey, let's go outside. No, I'm and, not going outside with you. <laughs> yeah. And I always knew that when my brother said, "Hey, let's go outside," that means that I'm going to get hurt. Yeah. Hard, <laughs> um, hard pass. Hard pass. And I think it's, I think that that's where that pivot happens. Like, and, and we right. we pivot into the to the next side of the story, and that um, so um, God comes to Cain and says, "Hey, hey, where's your brother?" And um, Cain, like, this is the best brother response. Am I, bro- I don't know, my brother, am I character for, for my brother? Like, you know, I don't want, um, and well, and, and, I, and love, it, yeah. I love God's next line. What did you do? Like, I, I can't <laughs> tell you the number of times I heard from my mother. What'd you do? What did you do? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and and in, in this particular case, you know, uh, Abel, God feels uh, the pain of loss of Abel, and it's cry- the, his blood is crying from the ground, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and then so then God responds, right? Um, and, well, and 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 he responds in such a way that so so when you get into you know words and and words are important. Uh, this is the first time really sin. And the word sin is used um, uh, in scripture altogether. But what we see with that is not, here's the wrong thing that happened, is here's how the relationship begins to break between Cain and God. Uh, Here's how uh, Cain's action moves him further away from God, and quite literally because God exiles him. But God's there with him. God exiles him to this place, says, you know, you're not, the land's not going to do the thing that it's supposed to do for you, yet you're just going to travel around. But God's still there. Cain goes from, from those moments and uh, bears children, uh, builds a city, uh, and starts to build community around that. And yet God's still there with Cain. God doesn't abandon Cain in those moments, uh, but the relationship is, is strained at that point, uh, as we saw with Adam and Eve right? They get exiled from uh, the Garden of Eden. God doesn't leave them. They just have to leave that particular place, right? Uh, God is still walking with them along the way. And and we, we got to have in the back of our head the reason why this is another good sign of God's grace early on in the scriptures mm-hmm. is that, you know, God definitely uh, does not want us to kill creation, um, uh, especially, especially in a malice like this, uh, mm-hmm. like this was, you know, that that was wrong and, and, and the way that God would have handled that, um, from, you know, kind of an understanding standpoint was, was to, all right, I'm going to take care of you now and, 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 and kill you. And, and God doesn't do that. Instead, God gives Cain an opportunity to, um, uh, I I always say an opportunity for redemption and an opportunity to, to, to be better and an opportunity of grace here. Um, but you know, you know what's funny about that? If you look at it, Cain's not happy with the punishment, right? Even the punishment that he's offered. So, so this could almost say that maybe Cain's never really happy with what God always gives him. Sure. 
and maybe and 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 that's why God struggles with Cain too. Is that you know God's like, hey, I give you all this stuff, um, I, I've taken care of you, I provided for you, and yet you're still not satisfied. I mean, I, I, wow, like I mean, uh, verse thirteen kind of hit me on that. Is that like you know here we have Cain's giving an opportunity to to live, to continue to be around. Um, it may not be on his terms, but it's on God's terms, and and you know he's not happy with the punishment. Um, right. And, and then even then God even responds again, like, I'm going to take care of you. Um, and, 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 you know, there's definitely right. not. Right. Cause that's his concern of, well, you've sent me, you know, the land's not going to do what it is. That punishment's more than I can bear. You've, you've essentially made me a nomad and somebody's going to kill me. And God's response is no, I'll, I'll still protect you. And anybody that kills you, their punishment will be, you know, seven times more. Uh, and, and, you know, we could get into what the mark on his face means, you know, folks talk about the mark of Cain all the time and what that means, right. Um, what that is. And yet it's essentially for Cain, it's just this mark. So people will know who he is and understand what, what would be coming their way if they reached out and killed him. Right. So God is still there with them, you know, in, in in this weird, you know, you you look at what the beginning of Genesis is, and it's trying to trying to understand that question of who are we, how do we get here, and why. This lends into that in Cain's history and the descendants of Cain uh, coming out of Enoch of why are they just tough and rough, and why is it so bad, and and this is why, you know, uh, this this helps tell that story of why they got to where they were and how. So you're talking about an origin story. No. Oh. <laughs> Does Tony Stark get to make an appearance in this too? I don't know. You know, uh, it, it's a not named Genesis for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think this is where, like, I I think our whole purpose with, like, these kind of things that we do when we walk through, like, you know, we did this with the Book of Acts and now we're doing it with the Book of Genesis we really want you to kind of familiarize yourself with the story that's really there and not the story that we were given on the felt boards, you know, whenever that happened. I know for me, it happened when I was 17. Uh, uh, the youth director used felt boards to teach then. So um, baby Jesus. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, you know, we all have that felt board uh, faith within us. Uh, if you're, if you grew up in it, if it's something that you had in you and that there's more to the story than those coloring sheets and, and, and I think that this is where our deep dive into this comes into play. And I think it's very healthy for you to do that. And so, you know, I definitely want to encourage you to, to, to dive into this and, and ask yourself, like, you know, as you look at this, like, you know, am I, how am I responding to the gift that God gives us, uh, gives me and, and what's my heart, where's my heart in all of this? Am I, am I being, um, if I, am I being, um, I don't know what, uh, joyful or am I appreciative would be a better word. Um, am I appreciative of what God gives me or am I spiteful because of it? And, and that's a hard, that's a good heart issue. That's a good way for us to, to measure where we're at. And, right. um, and then it, it lends to the question of why am I giving? Am I giving because uh, my pastor or church told me I had to give? Am I giving because I think I'm going to get something in return or am I giving with this glad heart? Um, no matter what it is, how much it is, wherever it is, right? Um, you know, at least as Methodists, we believe in prayers, presence, gift, service, and witness being 
the fullness of what we give and and are we giving in a way that's um that's healthy that's graceful that's loving rather than taking a look at the pocketbook or taking a look at oh god i spent that much time right with that little bit of resent of what am i getting in return it it's an interesting balance of healthy stewardship right yeah and i think that's a kind of a good place to land for today and um, we'll encourage you to go to our website at beardedtheologians.com and check out all of our great content. Um, you can even support the podcast by buying a couple of t-shirts or coffee mugs. Um, and, you know, we just thank you for your time and listening. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. First, guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video. And put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.